Welcome to Grace and Truth with Pastor Sherman Burkhead, a devotion that's meant to encourage you and challenge you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Please subscribe to our podcast and check us out on the internet at fbcboron.org. Hi, this is Pastor Sherman Burkhead, and this is Grace and Truth, a devotion that's meant to encourage you and challenge you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ through a time in the Word and time in prayer. And today is May the 1st, 2020. It's another beautiful day outside. It's warm, but it's not It's not too warm outside. But I will have to say that with all the challenges that we're facing right now, with the impact of the coronavirus and the toll that it's taking on our country financially, emotionally, and spiritually, it would just really be easy, I think, for for many of us to become negative and even fatalistic, like things are never going to ever get better. That's why gratitude, I think, is so important because gratitude helps us to keep the right perspective and it reminds us of just how good God is to us, even when things are difficult, even when things aren't going our way. The truth of the matter is, is that no matter what's going on, no matter what's happening in your life, you can always find something to be grateful for. Um, because God has been good to you. I know for me, that is the absolute truth. I, I have so many things to be grateful for. Every time I become negative, I've been trying to remind myself of the fact that that I have way too much to be grateful for to stay negative. And, and today, I am grateful to God for the opportunities that he puts in front of us. I don't know if you realize it or not, but God is the God of opportunity. He gives us opportunities every single day, even in, with, in the days that we have great challenges. He gives us opportunities to grow. He gives us opportunities to learn. He gives us opportunities to make new friends. He gives us opportunities to try new things and see different perspectives. We have lots of opportunities because of God. And one of the opportunities that God has given me personally was to spend some time with my friend, Mark Jones. Now, Mark is the pastor of Wakefield Bible Church in Maryland. I met him through LinkedIn and he runs a ministry called Coaching Christian Leaders. And he has a podcast where he interviews pastors and Christian leaders. And a couple months ago, Mark invited me to be a part of his podcast to talk about the book that I wrote, Distracted, Finding God in a Chaotic World. And and the conversation was just really a lot of fun. And the reason why it was so much fun is because Mark is just a gracious host, one of the nicest people I've ever had a chance to talk to, a genuine Christian with a heart for for, for other ministers. And the time that we spent together really, really flew by. And and yesterday, I got an email from him that, that was, he was telling me that this podcast had now been edited and it had been uploaded. And I got a chance to finally listen to it. And it was such a blessing to me all over again. Um, it was a blessing because I got to really kind of relive that, that time you know, where I spent some time talking with Mark and just, again, what a gracious guy. But it was also an opportunity to make a new friend, a brother in Christ. And it was an opportunity for me to share my book, um, which which I really wrote to help other believers grow in their walk with Christ. And one of the things he said to me during that time is that, that this book right here was the right book for him at the right time in his life. And that was a blessing to me. And so I am grateful to God for the opportunities that he has given me. And I'm grateful for this particular opportunity to spend some time with Mark. Jones uh, on his podcast. And I'm going to include a link to the podcast so you can listen to that. I would certainly like your feedback. And and I also would uh, include a link to Mark's page. You can check that out if you'd like more information about Christian leadership. Uh, He does a really, really good job there. So 
What about you? What are you grateful for? As always, I would certainly love to hear from you about what you're thankful for. And I would love to hear from you if you have, you know, questions about the Bible, if you have questions about faith. And I would certainly love if you would would like to know more about how you personally can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, you can reach out to me at fbcboron at gmail.com, or you can call me at the office here at 760-762-5149. And again, I would love to hear from you. Now with that, please turn with me to Galatians chapter 4, and we're going to be looking at verses 4 through 7. Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. And it reads this way. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. One of the greatest truths in the entire Bible, and one, of, and one that I believe that we don't spend enough time thinking about, is the truth of our adoption into God's family. I mean, when we think about the gospel, we know that we're justified or made right with God through faith in Christ, and that by faith, our sins are washed away, and we are clothed in the perfect righteousness of Christ, so that we now can have a relationship with God, a relationship that we were created for, but a relationship that was broken because of our sin. And through Christ, where before we couldn't even come into the presence of God, we now can come to Him, to, by, to His throne of grace, you know, boldly, because we have been justified by faith in Christ, which by itself is an unimaginable display of God's grace and love to us. But there is still something more. The overwhelming, beautiful, and important truth is this. When you come into God's presence, because you have been justified by faith in Christ, you don't come to him as a stranger, You don't come to him as one of his vanquished enemies that he looks at with suspicion. You don't come to him as a slave, fearful of, of, of your master. You come to him as one of his adopted children. You come to him as part of his family. And if you understand who God is, and if you understand who you are, this truth should take your breath away. This truth should drive you to your knees in gratitude. This truth should bring you to tears because the creator of all things, holy, righteous, just, and perfect God Almighty, the God that won't even fit within the confines of your imagination, that God calls you one of his children. And and notice, this is a loving relationship, right? Paul says that we cry out, Abba, Father, right? This is the image of a little child calling out to his father, Daddy, right? This is imagery that's filled full of tenderness and affection and compassion. This is a mind-blowing picture because it's so, it's, it's, it's just so out of proportion. Because think about who you really are. Think about how you have lived your life. Think about how you and your life have openly rebelled against this holy and righteous and gracious God. Think about how often you have spurned his gifts, how often you have blasphemed his name, 
how often you have rejected his authority, how often you have denied his very existence in your own life. And even now, even though you've come to faith in Christ and you are a believer and you are justified by faith, even though you have, you have been made new, how often do you still fall on your face? How often do you still sin? How often do you withhold grace and forgiveness from those who, who need it? How often do you speak ill of someone else? Even other believers. How often do you, do, do you not tell the entire truth about something? How often do you curse someone else? And before you say, I don't, think about the times you're on the freeway. How often do you lust in your hearts? And remember, pornography is lust. How often... Do you, do you want to reach out and hurt someone else because they've upset you so much? You see, we've, we, we now, even now, fall short. We fall short every single day, but God, by His grace, gives you the right still to become one of His children. And, and, the, and the truth be told, if God simply killed us today and spared us the hell that we deserve, that, that, that would be overwhelming grace by itself because that is more than we possibly deserve. What we deserve is God's wrath. If God simply took our lives right, and let us disappear into oblivion as if we never existed and we did not have to endure the eternity of hell, that would be more grace than we could possibly ever deserve. And if God even spared us hell and was to invite us into heaven as his conquered slaves and we spent all eternity doing his bidding and simply he treated us as hired servants, that would be infinitely more grace than we ever could even hope for. But that's not what God does. God not only gives us new life, but then he puts the finest robe on you and puts the ring on your finger and says, this, for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he's found. God welcomes you home and makes you one of his children. He gives you the status of a beloved son. That truth alone should cause you to worship God. You were a sinner, dead in your trespasses, your best efforts and your deeds like filthy rags before you. That's all you have to offer him. And you actively suppress the truth in your own unrighteousness, but God had mercy on you and not just rescued you, but he made you one of his beloved children. And, and the thing that you need to understand is God paid a terrible price to make that possible. It wasn't like that God could just simply ignore your sin and make you a child. A debt had to be paid and justice had to be done. Remember Paul said you were bought with a price. Christ lived the perfect life that you couldn't live and died to pay the price for you. And not only did he endure the physical torture inflicted upon him by mankind, but he endured the awful and terrible wrath of God that you rightly deserved. And on that cross with a broken body, crushed by God's hatred against sin, he cried out painfully, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The price to purchase you is so high, you can't even possibly begin to imagine it. But God willingly paid it, and he bought you with a price. But here's the thing. He didn't buy you to keep you as a slave. He bought you to set you free and to make you one of his children. The doctrine of our adoption is one of the most important and one of the most beautiful doctrines in all of theology. 
And it's, it's a truth that right now you need to take hold of and hold on to. The truth that you've been adopted, that you are a child of the King. Because since you have been adopted, you have the security to know that you're called the child of God and nothing is ever going to change that. God will sooner cease to be God than he go back on his word to adopt you. And that also means that you can depend upon God because God, like the perfect father, he will provide for you, he will protect you, and he will always, always, always do what's right for you. Now, you certainly can be sure that God, like a good father, will discipline you if you fall into sin. But he's not going to leave you there. He's going to pick you up. He's going to dust you off. He's going to put you back on the right track and say, child, follow me. Your adoption is another proof that you can trust God even in times like this. And so my encouragement for you today is to take some time, get alone with God, and think about what this truly means. Think about the fact that if you're in Christ, God made you one of his children. You, yes, you are a beloved child of the King if you are in Christ because, because he decided that way. Not because you deserve it, but because God chose to love you and pour out his grace upon you. And he chose to pay the price for you. And because you are his child, you are safe in his sovereign hand, no matter what happens and no matter what comes your way. Now, if you're someone who is not in Christ, I would, like, I would invite you to repent and believe the gospel and put your trust in him. And if you'd like to have more information about that, please contact me. I would love to talk with you about this and share with you from the scriptures how you can have life as well. But with that, let us all walk in this truth that God loved us so much that he paid a price not to just buy us as slaves, but free us and make us children. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this truth. I am overwhelmed by it. It brings me to tears, the idea that you would look down upon someone like me and decide to make me a child. Lord, it would have been perfectly fine if you would have just let me into heaven and let me just be the janitor there forever. And you don't even have to talk to me as long as I could be in heaven. But the fact of the matter is you decided by your grace to make me a child that I can call you daddy, that I can lean upon you, I can trust in you, I can depend upon you. I can affectionately have a relationship with you and put all my hope in you, Lord. What a gracious, gracious gift that is. I pray this is a truth that would just be etched in all of our hearts that we would lean on in times like this, that we would understand no matter how big our problems are that we're facing, that the greatest problem in our life has been taken care of, that you have given us forgiveness. But so much more than that, you have adopted as just us as your children. Oh God, you're so good. And I thank you so much for that. Father, I just pray that all of us, Lord, would walk in that today. And I also pray, Lord, we're coming before you together with one voice saying, Lord, please put an end to this virus. Please put an end to what's happening around us. Please help our lives to get back to normal. Please help to get our economy started again. Please help our people to get back to work. And, and Father, we're praying for those who are sick, that you would heal them. And we're praying for those who are vulnerable to this, that you would keep them safe and protected, Lord God. And we're praying, Lord God, that for the frontline workers who have been dealing with this, Lord, you keep them safe. And we pray, Lord God, also for the essential workers, you keep them safe as well. We pray, Lord God, right now, 
for the people who are afflicted financially, that you would heal them, Lord, and provide for all of their needs, Lord. And we're praying, Father, for, for the students who are struggling through school right now, that you would encourage them, and the parents that are having to deal with the extra work, that you're encouraging them as well. And that you would also do the same with the teachers, Lord, who were having to do a job without all the all the, the tools that they normally have and, and not being able to be in their own classroom with their kids. We pray, Lord God, for the seniors, Lord God, who are just having their senior year stripped away from them, that you would encourage them as well and help them to see your plan for them. And I just pray, Lord God, for your blessing upon them. And I pray, Father, for, for this community. I pray for this church family. I pray for all your churches, Lord. And I pray, Father, for all the pastors, Lord, who are just doing the best that they can to minister the gospel to their to their congregations, who are just trying their best to stay connected in the ways that they can. I pray, Father, you'd bless them and encourage them as well, Lord. I pray, Father, your blessing over our country. I pray, Father, you would bring us all safely into, into a place of, of security again. And I pray, Lord God, that you would glorify yourself through this and that revival would break out throughout the entire world, that you would use this for your glory. We thank you for that. We give you all the praise and the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So please know, as always, you are loved, you were prayed for, and you were deeply missed. We will talk to you soon. Grace and peace. You've been listening to Grace and Truth with Pastor Sherman Burkhead, a ministry of First Baptist Church in Boron, California. Our website address is fbcboron.org. And would you consider partnering with us as we share the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ with our community and our world?